welcome back to the Project 99 podcast. It is May 17th, 2022. We have been MIA. I have no excuses. <laughs> we did not die. We didn't die. Um, I think we both just needed a little bit of a, I don't, I don't know if you want to call it like a mental health break, <laughs> but um, yeah, we needed a fucking break. <laughs> Plus, what we're, I don't know what we were going to talk about well, in the past three plus weeks. Plus, like, our wor- my work schedule's crazy, and, like, it's spring now, and there's so much to do, like, around the house, that I literally don't stop going. Yeah, there's a ton. I sleep, like, four hours, and I'm, like, back at it again. <laughs> it's like, I feel so like much uh, to do. we would have just been talking about Russia and Ukraine for the past three weeks. Um, well, I mean, at some point, I think you were like, I have to escape the news because I'm getting so depressed, and it is depressing. Because it feels like um, the Ukraine situation is just happening in slow motion. And it's fucking awful. Yeah, I, awful. I had to turn that shit off. I couldn't do it. And of course, it seems like <clears throat> CNN went right from like COVID coverage to... Non-stop Ukraine. Coverage. Non-stop Ukraine. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about anything else. And I'm yeah. just like, I cannot. I've become like so busy with work. You know, like people are jaded when they're like, oh, thank God there was a shooting because we're so tired of hearing about the war. Oh, God, I know. Right? <laughs> I mean, no one's saying that, but I'm just saying like... They they don't distribute the news coverage at all. It's just, you know, they're kind of lost without Trump. They are. About. They really are. And the January 6th thing, like, kind of beat that like a dead horse. But here's my theory on that. Like, if you have a, just, a criminal justice system that is so ineffectual, that is so slow and ridiculous that um, someone's laughing in your face forever about the fact that you're like we got so much evidence but you but nothing happens to them you're actually exacerbating the problem like just fucking don't investigate it but don't say like oh we're getting we're getting somewhere now we're getting somewhere now i mean because you're not like until someone's ass is behind bars like i don't fucking care what you're doing same you know like mccarthy like last week i felt like i had deja vu because they're like oh they issued a subpoena i'm like they issued a subpoena for mccarthy how, how long ago like it's he didn't comply with the first one what about steve bannon like they never follow up because they like want to ooh and ah you with what's gonna it's like watching um what's the show oak island (laughs) they ooh and ah you but they never find the goddamn gold like you know the republicans commit crime after crime and like nothing ever happens to them so you can have them on tape you can have them on video it doesn't fucking matter like nothing matters they just get away with it so (sighs) oh yeah i'm in a mood i was in a rant yesterday and I called Duke and I was like, I have to talk to you because I'm going crazy. Yeah, I've been avoiding, like, seriously, I haven't been on Facebook at all either. Because uh, I do, like, most of my business and I use Instagram for it. But I'm like, Facebook really doesn't serve me any purpose at this point. So I've been, like, avoiding it as well. So I get back on Facebook for, like, three days. And, like, I immediately see a post that <laughs> that I'm like, this is why <laughs> Right. I can't exactly. fucking... It's this post of a grocery store shelf full of baby formula and then next to a grocery store shelf that has no baby formula <laughs> on it. Now, there obviously uh, is zero context to this. Where were these photos taken? When were they taken? Like, it might be the same grocery store. Did the person taking them move all the fucking shit off the shelf and then take the picture? Right. I mean, there's just zero. Why do people look at Facebook for news? I but don't understand. With this, with these photographs, it said something along the lines of, um, oh, wait, let me see if I can pull it up real quick for you. Because you really, you, you can't even make this shit up at this point. The shit that people will 
posts. Okay, so it says, the first photo is from this morning at the Ursula Processing Center at the U.S. border. Shelves and pallets packed with baby formula. The second is <laughs> from a shelf right here at home. Formula is scarce, and this is what America's last look like. And I'm like, okay. Okay, so the first thing I want to note about the shortages issue, because people... Well, for, well oh, okay, so on ahead. top of this, okay. the pictures that are put here, the full shelf... Um, I don't know about this middle rack. It might be formula, but the top shelf and the bottom shelf are packages of go-go applesauce. So, first of all, uh, definitely not baby formula. And secondly, um, the second photo of the quote-unquote bare shelf still has uh, at least 30 canisters that you can see. So, I'm like, this is America when you're freaking out that there's only 30 canisters of your formula brand left like a brand name i just can't on top yeah. of the fact that like who the fuck knows these could just be random photos right like <laughs> it's just like ballots in a trash can that you can't even tell her ballots like it's so it's so like i abandoned facebook long before trump but um no i can't say that it wasn't long before trump it was kind of during that whole election cycle that i gave it up 2017 um but anyways i went away from Facebook because I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And, um, you know, recently I started baking cakes and people were like sharing pictures of my cake on Facebook. And they're like, Oh, did you see what somebody said about it? I'm like, no. And so I was like, okay, well I'm going to reluctantly return to the dark side and go back on Facebook. But, um, like I swore to myself, I was not going to get engaged in arguments with people on there. I was just not gonna go there because it's not good for my mental health it doesn't solve anything and you cannot cure ignorance you just can't because people choice. people choose ignorance right so you just can't cure it but um my but but a lot of the people that i know um who are the most i don't know, I don't know they hateful maybe they are hateful but just nasty just nasty people judgmental people racist people um they claim to be Christians, and it's, like, so counterintuitive to me, because I used to be religious, to hear people who claim to be Christians basically advocating that babies at the border should just starve to Right, death. yeah, because that's what I was going to say, the second part of me seeing that photo. I mean, on top of the fact that these photos could be fake, <laughs> we have really no information about them right. except for what some random user claims is factual. Right. Um, the photos themselves aren't accurate because most of the stuff in the in the left that is stocked is applesauce not baby formula and the second photo which is supposed to be a bare shelf has 30 jars of formula or cans of formula on mm -hmm. it and that's just what you can see um but on top of all that the whole point being would you rather have the mexican baby starve yes i mean that's what you're yes. saying no you're yes. not saying oh we should figure out a a solution for, for this everyone, problem for all the babies we no. should just say fuck mm. those babies at the yes. but that is so pro-life of so, you it's so open it's so open right like, like what, the guy that i heard complaining else? about it this week was like first he started complaining about and, and all this is coming from fox news who loves to manufacture outrage based on lies like that's all they do and um well no, i can't say that's all they do i have heard some 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 valid stories on news but they're on fox news but they're getting fewer and fewer and fewer but 
Sean Hannity apparently did a segment where he talked about these pallets and pallets of baby formula that went to the border to illegals while hardworking Americans. Now, any other week, Sean Hannity would be talking about all the welfare people that get formula for free and hating on them. But now he's got someone lower on the ladder to abuse, which is it, which is immigrants, migrants. So they're they're the audacity that a fucking brown person gets formula for their baby when a white person is doing. Th- I mean, we should start asking if, um, you know, they want to overturn Roe v. Wade. So we should start asking those people, is it just this country that you want abortion to be illegal in? Like, well, no, because they love war and they love killing pregnant we, women in other countries. Could we send all of our abortion? Like, if it's up to you, is it okay if we, you know, we overturn Roe v. Wade here, we'll take all of our abortion doctors, all doctors that perform abortions, and we'll send them to Mexico for free. Would you be cool with that? Because like, at wait, this point, I feel wait, like... Wait, we already did that. I'm just like... So really, they're, they're not pro-life because they no. like, don't care if these babies no. starve. Right. So it's really just you want to prevent abortions in america right it's about the demographic because when you say that let's send all the abortion doctors to mexico we already did that only it was puerto rico oh great because we went to puerto rico i think it was in the i want to say the 20s or 30s yeah it was probably in the 30s but we went to puerto rico and gave poor women like money to go and get fixed to have like to to be sterilized and the United States government facilitated the sterilization of two-thirds of the female population of Puerto Rico. Two-thirds. We sterilized them. So we don't, we're not pro-life. We're absolutely not pro-life. Plus, all the wars that we engaged in for profit, profiteering of corporations, we've murdered and driven people off their land for money. Now, when you murder a woman, she could be pregnant. You might murder children. So how fucking pro-life are you? Or are you just pro fetus? This is my thing too. Like, are you pro life? If that were the case, then how or pro in the fetus? World? Because these babies down on the border right. have already been born. They're yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Remember when the migrant girl got an abortion and they thought it was a big national controversy because this migrant girl got an abortion, was taken to a facility and got an abortion? It was a big national kerfuffle over it. And it's like, okay, but now you have living babies who need formula and you're going to piss and moan because they don't. Okay. Now onto the, like there's so much, there's so much in my brain that it's hard for me to keep it organized. So I apologize ahead of time. But sometimes you go, well, you can't believe any of the media. Okay. Let's stop, stop with the media and think about this for a second. How did these women get to, to the, how did they get to the border? How did they get over the border? How did they get to the center where they're detained right now? If you watch any kind of documentaries about people, it's a treacherous journey. Like, people carry, people bring with them only what they can carry, a backpack. They're handled, handed bottles of water on the miles and miles and miles long trek it takes to get to the border. Then they got to cross the border. And then I'm sure you've seen where they, people go out and put gallons of jugs of water in the desert for people. Oh, you mean the ones that Homeland Security destroyed? Dumps out. Yeah. Yeah. Hoping that the migrants will starve to death or die of dehydration. So here's my question. Don't you think that most of these women are probably breastfeeding their babies? Because if you're going to try to make a trek, powdered formula got to be mixed with water. 
Are you carrying like 20 gallons of fucking water to mix the formula on your way through the desert to bring your baby to a migrant center to, to drink more formula? Probably not. Are you swimming across the Rio Grande with 20 gallons of water? Because you can't use the Rio Grande water, obviously, to mix the baby formula. Because then you probably get sick and die from it. Where are you getting the water to mix the formula? So they're probably, the vast majority, are probably breastfeeding mothers anyway. Which leads me to my next question. Why aren't people breastfeeding? I know, it's not for everybody. But all I'm saying is, you know, it's, it's already scientifically shown that there's huge benefits to breastfeeding. I was a breastfeeding mom. And I just think, like, wouldn't you want the security of knowing that your baby, whose life depends on you, could nurse from your own body? I mean... For days and days, so if you get trapped somewhere, as long as you've got body fat, you can produce milk. There's two points of that. Um, because I do want to say that, obviously, there are some people who can't breastfeed. Right. Um, can't produce milk or, you know, uh, for whatever reason, can't breastfeed. Yeah. And that's why formula exists. Right. But... On the other side of that, you are right because I know several people who had children that didn't breastfeed just because they didn't like the idea of it. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was fucking strange. I mean, like, I don't have kids, so I'm not, like, here to, like, look at any mother and tell her that, like, her choice of whatever she did. You know what I mean? Right. Like, no disrespect to anybody. Totally your choice. But Mm -hmm. it's, it's strange to me that it's, like, they basically from the conversations that I've had with those people, and it was only three people I know, because I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm only 26. I only have a couple friends that have like, you know what I mean? Children that I would talk to me about this. Mm -hmm. They don't do it because breasts are sexualized and they think it's weird. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, boobs are for feeding babies. Like it's so fucking strange to me, but I'm like, whatever, like no judgment. But what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I guess that's just very strange. Well, and it is true that we're brought up in a society where breasts are sexualized and so or it's it's the same and and one of those same people uh they have a daughter and their husband um doesn't change the daughter's diaper he'll change the son's diaper but he won't change the daughter's diaper and i'm like that shit is so fucking weird like that's that shit's that's almost like what is larking in your head right and it's like you realize like no it's just all of it it's so fucking strange and i'm like is this really like what is becoming of society we're like hyper a fear yeah i don't know it's very weird like and I would admit, like, before I first n- nursed your brother, who was older, um, I was kind of like, I don't know how this is going to be. Like, just like any experience of being a mother, you're like, is this going to be weird? Like, am I going to... St-? Because I came up in a very repressed family where, like, you never, like, w- went around with no clothes. Like, you had to be super modest that, like, you know, nothing was ever talked about about sex. Like, if you're putting lotion on your body just for the purpose of lotion... Like, you should just try to hurry up on certain places because you don't want to seem like you're touching yourself. <laughs> like, oh, my that God. That kind of repressiveness, okay? <laughs> so you're, like, going to take a part of your body that's an intimate part of your body and put it in another human being's mouth. And given how much sexualization there is about the breasts, it's like, is this going to be kind of weird? Like, you wonder it, but you don't really know. And then all I can say is, like, I don't know if the women you know tried it, but, like, when they brought the baby to me, the hospital actually encouraged breastfeeding right when i had you guys and um it was like the such a bonding moment and you know i can't imagine like not having that experience of love for my children to like be robbed of that like i feel bad for women who can't because i feel like it's sad for me that they don't get that experience so i don't know back to the whole formula thing like i just think this is nature's prepping (laughs) so if you can do it 
wouldn't you at least want to intermix it with formula so what if something did happen and you couldn't get the formula like right i don't know that's just in the back of my mind but anyway so what started this whole crisis was there's definitely i mean i get your point there and i guess i get is that america in a lot of ways and this is just another one of them has become privileged to the point of like you can just choose to put your baby on formula versus breastfeeding for whatever reason right like you don't ever have to consider you know Maybe they have this formula at the border because after traveling so far, these women are so dehydrated that that's they can't possible. feed their fucking that baby. That is possible, too. Are you, I mean, are you worried like, about that? Like, I didn't that? think of that, but yeah, that's that's possible, too. So, I mean, yeah, I guess if, uh, if, if someone here had to make the choice to breastfeed their child, they were giving them formula so that a baby that literally can't be fed any other way could have it at the border. I mean, I don't know. It's just so fucking... The it's whole, a bizarro thing. The whole hatred around it is just fucking insane. And yeah. I could come up with a billion reasons why it's insane. But like if you just choose to think that that's logical, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's any convincing you fucking no, otherwise. No, because I mean just it's common sense. Like I said, these women did not trek across the desert with ga- with gallons of water to mix formula. So here's the other thing too because I also saw this on Facebook. Um Again, this is why I'm fucking staying on Facebook. I was literally on Facebook two days. And the one day I saw this, and the other day I saw the the pictures I was talking about. So, one of these local groups uh, on Facebook, it was like a, um, I don't know, helping Ohio Valley people or something like that. Let me find it here. They were posting about, like, this formula that people have been sharing on facebook like oh you can use this this make it your, you know this baby make formula baby you formula can make at home right. and they were like oh we don't recommend this like don't don't do right. that like it can it can be really bad or whatever um but while you're looking up that let me just say that i looked up what are the ingredients because there's only four major manufacturers of baby formula in the united states and abbott who's one of the biggest ones apparently um had issues with several back cases of bacterial infection because their facility was unclean now, Whistleblower went to the FDA in October about the unclean conditions and about the number of cases that were reported of bacterial infections. The FDA didn't do jack shit till December wow. when they interviewed somebody. And then they inspected the plant. They shut them down. So what happens when anything shuts down? America, we're privileged. we got to have our share of it. We don't care if anybody else goes without. we got to have our share of it. So people panic bought, stocked up on it emptied the shelves that caused more panic more people panic bought so part of it is the panic buy because there's still three other manufacturers who are ramping up production to try to meet the needs of it plus they're looking for um foreign companies to import baby formula to try to um you know alleviate it because it was started because of this one factory that went out and there's only four in the country that make it but as far as the ingredients because people were like Well, what's so hard about manufacturing? Like, I don't understand, like, what the shortage, why they can't rectify it. So here's the main ingredients in it. Casein, whey, protein, casein, protein, whey, protein, vegetable oil, lactose as a carb source. The the vegetable oil is for the uh, fatty source. Lactose as a carb source, a vitamin mix, and then it says other ingredients. So that's your main things right there. So then I went to several websites and checked the cost of casein and whey protein because I used to take it when I worked out. It's exactly the same. Casein and, casein and whey protein, cost is exactly the same. Vegetable oil hasn't gone up. Um, lactose, you can buy a pound of it for like hardly. None of these ingredients have gone up in price. 
So it's just to me like we need to the government needs to get in there and fix if 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 Abbott can't fix their facility, the government needs to fix it. Send people in there, send specialists in there, fix the facility, get it operating again. I mean, it's not it's not that hard. It's not a shortage of ingredients. It's just getting the facility running again. So here's the other thing. Uh, this is what I was looking up. The Jefferson County General Health District posted um, something about formula shortages. And they were like, well, you can contact your local WIC office and, uh, you know, ask your pediatricians for specialty formulas, like, et cetera, et cetera. And someone else shared it and said, please don't follow the recipe for the 1960s formula that's floating around Facebook. It won't provide your baby with the nutrients needed and can be downright dangerous. Reach out to someone or join the page Ohio Valley Formula Help, which is where apparently moms, you know, hey, my baby doesn't use this anymore. It's still good. Does anyone need it? Blah, 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 blah. So someone else shared that in a COVID-19 group um, where basically like, again, people, it's people helping other people. Mm-hmm. It's like a fucking socialist group, basically like, oh, I have, you know, extra canned foods. You don't have anything this week. I'll, I'll give them to Facebook you. That's the best use of Facebook I've ever heard. Right. So these are great groups. So um, there's all these boomers on there, okay, that are apparently smarter than anyone at the Jefferson County General Health District um, and doctors and pediatricians. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just smarter than everybody. And they're like, we use this 1960s formula recipe and our babies are just fine. We're just fine. Blah, 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 blah. And somebody was on there like, okay, well, like, you know, science improves and we try not <laughs> to do things that we've found, you know, weren't as helpful or weren't as useful. Like, right. I, we get that you did the best you can with the information you had and that's fine. We're not, like, mm-hmm. bashing on you for using this formula, but, like, it's a thing of the past now. We don't need to use it anymore. So all these fucking boomers yeah, are going Yeah, it's like bloodletting. And I'm like, listen... <laughs> Y'all fucking drank and drove, didn't wear seatbelts, put your babies in the front seat, were around lead paint, asbestos, like all kinds of fucking shit that we don't do anymore, okay? Calm the fuck down. Like, what is your hypersensitivity to just being like, yeah, that shit you did? You also let your babies fucking sleep on their stomachs, too. And we don't do that shit anymore, either. Like, Mm -hmm. calm the fuck down. Yeah. Nobody's saying you were a bad parent. You Mm -hmm. did the best you could with what you had. I'll say I was a bad parent. (laughs) So this guy comments on the post... Of all these fucking boomers having a fit. None of them have anything helpful to add. Mm-hmm. And he says, all part of the plan. And I said, what plan? <laughs> Whose plan? And this other woman, who is also a boomer, commented back to me and said, you need to wake up. And I was like, wake up to what? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> and I could never get a response here. They just They then continued to go on about how... Uh, my generation terrified them. Oh, my God. And I was like, what are we even talking hey, about have you right seen, now? That reminds me. Have you seen those kayak commercials? No. Oh, my goodness. These kayak commercials are so funny. So it's a family where uh, um, a husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend are at the table with one of their parents. Okay. And he's like, well, you know, we got a great rate on our room because we book with kayak. And the girl's like, no, don't say it do it not now and the dad's like i told you that's not real don't believe it and he's like going on like the kayak website is a conspiracy <laughs> oh my god and he like flips out and he's like open your eyes and walks away and i'm like this is literally what life is right now. yeah and kudos to kayak for bringing it out that people have lost their fucking minds like you're not I mean, afraid yeah, to seriously. offend the people that are out there thinking like that because fuck them they should be offended you're nuts. You're fucking insane. And you don't even have legitimate mental illness. You're fucking making it up. 
Yeah. You're causing yourself to be crazy, you YouTube addicted asshole. I just can't. I've never got an answer, though. I'm really curious, though. I just want to know, like, what plan? Whose plan? What are they fucking talking about? <laughs> they don't even know what they're talking about. I don't think they do. And they, I'm like, is that it? You're just like saying shit to be ominous and yes, scary? Yes, of course. It's empty phraseology that's meant to 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 gain attention. I was seriously sitting there fucking cracking up. They're and attention every, whores. And everybody that I've run into, I have told the story to. And I just laugh hysterically because yeah. I'm just like, you can't. This is free fucking comedy. Yes. Really. <laughs> Like, hey, call your local WIC office if you're having trouble finding formula. This is all part of their plan. Yeah. yeah. What? What are you fucking... Crack. And it's really sad. Crack is what you're yes. smoking. That's yeah. what it is. And it's really sad because I know, like, some really nice people who have been um, terrorized by the psychological uh, manipulations and trauma that, you know, tr- COVID-19 was traumatic for everybody in one way or another. And, um, you know, these conspiracy people have added another layer of trauma to somewhat, you know, people who are otherwise normal people who go online looking for legitimate answers and go down a rabbit hole the wrong way. And um, it destroys them. It destroys people. It's crazy. So. Well, no, yeah, I definitely have sympathy for lots of people because, I mean, I've, I've seen it too. People that you know and get along with and, you know, have a relationship with and they're totally normal people and then it's just like over a period of time that person is just not they're just they're just not in reality anymore. Yeah. it's it's almost like losing somebody to like a, an addiction it is you know like somebody starts drinking you guys go out and drink together and then all of a sudden you notice your friend is like drinking way way too much to mm-hmm. the point where you just can't even be around them anymore because they're just like so out of control mm-hmm. that's what i've seen happen with right. some of these crazy fucking conspiracy yeah. people that it's like one day they're saying something that you're like ah, i don't really agree with that but like whatever the weather's nice right like how you been like how's work and then, like, you can't talk Snap to them. Yeah. You you know, you stop over to be like, oh, hey, you know, did you catch the game or whatever? And they're like, no, I had to lock myself in the basement because <laughs> I thought, you know, Biden was doing chemtrails and spraying lithium <laughs> into the air. And it's like, holy fucking shit. What are you even? What is happening? What happened to you? It's terrorism. It's a type of psychological terrorism. I mean, it, it just, and that sounds crazy, too. But it's just like that shit is real life. It like, is it's real. not. There are really people that was like one day they seemed like mm-hmm. they were normal. Right. And now they are totally they're just saying shit. Like yeah. if somebody over the age of 80 is saying the shit, that person is now in a nursing home. Right. Like, this shit is not real like life. this happened to me. I fell down a rabbit hole back in 1998. And. It was a combination, like it is with most, most people, of um, sleep deprivation from health issues, um, depression, very serious depression. And um, I was in college at the time, and I was researching certain things. And I went on the internet, and I was I was writing a term paper on the Palestinian-Israel uh, conflict. And, um, you know, I started reading about, like, propaganda, use of propaganda. And then it went just down a rabbit hole of um, very anti-Semitic uh, Jews control everything in the world. And you think to yourself, well, you know, that really couldn't happen to me because I'm like a very loving person and, you know, so am I. But it's like the way that the conspiracy seduces people is it just takes you one little step at a time, right? And so it's not like all of a sudden they throw the end end, end, end point in your face and you're like, oh yeah, I buy that. It builds upon itself and to the point where that's why they call it a rabbit hole you go further and further and further down. And the more terrified you become, the more malleable you are to the propaganda. 
So um, it is dangerous. And I think um, once you've been through that experience and you've come out of it, um, you know, you, you have a different perspective on things. And, you know, of course, I still was um, kind of terrified when Bush was in office that we were going to see tanks rolling down the street. And it never escapes me that people do go to bed one night in a normal world like in Ukraine and wake up the next day with tanks in the street. Shit does happen. And, um, and when things like January 6th happen, I think it stirs that internal fear in people. But the difference is people who have courage can face that fear and say, I don't have to go down a path of hate to hate other people to basically say, I'm afraid, I'm afraid my baby won't have formula. That's legit. That's completely, that's, that's our instinct to fear that our own baby won't have food. But to let the fear then turn to malignancy, to hate other people enough that you're willing to see them die so that your baby can have food. Like some people go, well, that's nature. Well, that's, but that's, that's the not difference, human okay? cohesion. There, we have- uh, there are two types of people, I feel like, in that situation. There was the person who posted that possibly completely inaccurate photo, um, basically with the message that babies on the border should fucking starve so that my baby can have formula. Um and then there's the type of person who creates the group that says, hey, as a local community, let's make sure we right. all have formula. There's two types of fucking people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are. Don't be the first one. Yeah. You shitbag. <laughs> but but the thing is, though, is that people like that, like the Tucker Carlson's, like the Sean Hannity's, those are the people who are funded. Now, why? I don't know. But those are the people who find funding. And conspiracy and hatred only sells if there's people buying why do people continue to turn on the tv to fox news every day for their um you know the in 1984 in the book 1984 they had the hate for three minutes or whatever it was and i feel like that's what it is it's like they go on for their daily dose of ethno xenophobia you know ethnic hatred whatever it is like nationalism like, they have to get juiced up on it again. And now we've got this shooter that went out and shot a bunch of people who basically is subscribing to that great replacement theory. Yeah, yet another uh, white male Supreme- yeah. domestic terrorist uh, subscribing to white supremacy beliefs, um, which it, we've just been ignoring this problem in America. For I sure. mean, it just, it just blows my mind. If we put a third... Even a quarter of the resources towards um, our quote-unquote war on drugs, on actually, like, going after drug dealers, or on actual, like, domestic terrorists, like the white supremacists who have actually, you know, mm-hmm. been committing these fucking shootings. Mm-hmm. If we put our resources that we put in, like, Afghanistan on this, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I always make the joke when people are like, you need to respect our military. They're over there fighting for your freedom. And I'm just like... How the fuck did my freedom get in the Middle East? I don't understand. Like, <laughs> can't you use those funds to, like, deal with some of the fucking issues we have here? Like, you, I mean, the fuck, I was just talking about this with somebody the other day, that the war on drugs is was actually just a war on drug addicts. For sure. Because you're telling me that we have fucking the technology to, like, look at the shit that the CIA can do. You're telling me you can't find out who these major drug suppliers in this country are? Well, yeah, but or you can't stop drugs from getting into the country. But the government wants the drugs. So well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've there's no real, that. and it's the same thing. It, okay, so apply that same logic to this fucking white supremacy domestic yeah. terrorism that we mm-hmm. have here. You're telling me you genuinely, especially because so many of them organize openly on the internet. Yeah, you can't find these people. Right. 
because well, some of they, them, if they were this brown the and had a towel either. on their head, there you and go. were saying hateful shit about white people, their asses would be um, in Guantanamo in like 15 minutes. So yeah, it does have, there is a racial There's bias. zero, zero explanation for why this shit continues to happen. Mm-hmm. And there is no cracking down on it. Well, other no, than they just, reason. they just, other than they just want it they to go on. It, right. And so that brings me to my next point. Although before we end the whole segment of babies, there was a, um, some controversy over the leaked uh, Supreme Court ruling about Roe v. Wade, where supposedly Justice Alito, and it was alleged that um, Amy Coney Barrett, but it actually wasn't her, Alito wrote the um, opinion about Roe v. You know, their, <clears throat> their arguments against Roe v. Wade. And one of them was um, that there are so many women who want to adopt babies that it's impossible for a mother to claim that she doesn't want to give up her baby for adoption because she doesn't believe that the baby will find a suitable home. And that um, Alito made the comment that there's a very low domestic supply of infants, okay? <laughs> so I First of all, domestic, domestic supply of infants. Domestic supply of infants. Jesus. Like that phrase is so terrifying that you're like, Okay, that's just creep show right there. But domestic. I wanted to look into it because the person who I heard flapping about it first was Joy Reid on MSNBC, and she's completely like ridiculous. Like anything she says, you better go look it up and see if it's accurate. So Alito didn't say the phrase domestic supply of infants. He made the argument about <clears throat> adoption, which is completely aside from the fact of whether a woman wants to have the baby or not. Yeah, they don't understand. Like that. I'm pro life. But I also have a logical mind and I appreciate the law. And you can't, it's like a non sequitur. To say that there's women who are willing to adopt the baby doesn't mean the woman who's carrying the baby wants to have it. Like, dude, like, how are you a Supreme Court justice and you don't see that's a non sequitur? Right. But anyways, um, in the footnotes of his opinion, that phrase domestic supply of infants actually came from a CDC report issued, I think, in 2018. Where they talked 2018 about... 2018 or 2008? Because um, I thought you, when you when you were telling me about it, you said 2008. Maybe it was 2008. But anyways, it seems like that would be too far off for him to have used it as a reference, but maybe it was 2008. But anyway, um, the phrase domestic supply of, inf- of domestic supply of infants came from that CDC report where they were talking about women who wanted to adopt had a very hard time finding an infant. Now, there's plenty of kids in foster care, right, that want that need adopted. But fuck those kids. We're talking about infants. Gotta have a little baby. Yeah, infants. That's fucked. So anyways, that's where the phrase actually came from. Alito didn't say it. However, to me, if he references that in a footnote supporting his argument, he might as well fucking said it. He might as well have said it. He's saying, here's my reference of why I'm making this argument. So it is scary that the Supreme Court we have right now is talking about the domestic, any way you're talking about the domestic supply of infants is fucking scary. I don't understand any of that anyway, um, because I just feel like if you want a child so badly, why does it have to be a baby? Like, I mean, me personally, I don't want kids at all, at least not at this stage of my life. So it's kind of hard for me to understand. But if you're genuinely just one of those people who loves children and wants a child, mm-hmm. what is the difference if the kid is an infant or if the kid is five? 
Well, there's a couple different reasons. I mean, is it not um, about just like this child in the world that already exists needs someone to love it and I'm going to be that person? Like, well, th- what the fuck? There's a couple of different reasons. One is the fear that if it's not like a total blind adoption, that at some point through DNA, for the, through ancestry DNA, like people have found their biological parents. And then there's a possibility, and this has happened, where the biological parent somehow regains custody of the child and it's devastating to the people who raised the child as their own and to the child. There was a case back when, uh, I think it would have been like 1994, where a lady gave her baby up for adoption, claimed she didn't know who the father was. So she had no legal right to the baby, but the father who never signed off on it went to court with her. They were sitting in the courtroom together and he's trying to fight for custody of this baby that he says he didn't sign the rights over to. Meanwhile, he's got kids he didn't pay child support to, blah, blah, blah. It's a big, long story. But these poor people who had loved and raised this baby from infancy, she was like three. That was the only parent she knew. They gave the baby back to the da- to that dad. Oh my God. Total strangers. That's so And I fucked. watched on TV crying my eyes out while this mother who loved this baby had to hand her over to people that were strangers to her and I was like horrified like and I thought I would never adopt a baby and so the fear of that is one thing the other thing is the bonding process like from the time the child's an infant if you get a kid when they're five the possibility is that you won't bond with that child and so some people want an infant because they feel like it's more And some people just want that kid to grow up thinking that they're their real parents. Get a kid that's five, kid knows you're not their parents. There's trauma. Kids in the, that have been in the system for a long time, 14-year-old. Listen, having your own 14-year-old going through all the things 14-year-olds go through, combativeness, rebellion, da-da-da. You get a kid who's been bo- to- bo- tossed around in foster care his whole life, comes into your house. It's yeah, I mean, like- I guess I just don't get that logic, though, because it's just like there's no guaranteeing um, – <laughs> that you know even if you had your own biological kid that you're not going to deal with all those same issues so it's just like if i'm you're, just if i'm just throwing is, these out there there's reasons why people might i don't fucking know man if, i guess if i wanted kids and i found out i couldn't have kids my goal would just be like to make another life better right you know what i mean <clears throat> like who gives a shit i mean i can almost understand like oh i don't want to adopt a 16 year old because you're only gonna have them for two years and then they might just take the fuck off on you mm-hmm. but like under 10 mm-hmm I mean, I guess I just can't understand. I don't know how people foster children. Like, I have thought about it before, but I see people who do it, and they take these little kids in that are, you know, three, four years old and because their parents have drug issues or whatever, and the parents clean themselves up after a year, and they take the kids back, and then a year later, the kids are back. They're back again, yeah. I mean, how traumatic is that? Like, I I feel like a coward because I don't have it in me to do it, but I just, whatever those people have that can do it, like, God bless them because... I don't think I could do it. Yeah, the foster... I mean, and that's that's another thing, too. If these people were actually pro-life, that would be the first thing that they were they worked on. I mean, I know West Virginia, for one, is one that suffers with it a lot. <clears throat> is they, they do not have enough foster homes. They don't have enough, you know, parents willing to adopt. We, we have a hard, hard problem with that. And we have a massive drug problem here. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing. I mean, there's tons <clears throat> of kids, no parents to raise them. You know what I mean? If we could fix that system, um, that would be a start. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's just all a domino effect. I mean, you, you look at areas like West Virginia. Why do we have so many children here with no foster homes? Well, because we're a poor, drug-addicted state. Mm-hmm. One causes the other. I mean, these are all problems that are symptoms of poverty. They're interlinked. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like you could literally start anywhere on the map that would probably reduce anyone's need for an abortion. But you just won't do anything. 
Well, that's what I'm saying too. Like when I <clears throat> when I say I'm pro life, I'm not like the kind of pro life person that like judges and hates on a woman who's had an abortion because I think that <clears throat> you know it's a traumatic experience for a lot of women to have to do that. I mean, some probably do it nonchalantly, but um I would guess in my mind if it's not um a very emotional traumatic thing for some women when they do it, then when they have their first child, you know, they could have PTSD from that. I mean, if you have a baby that you're holding in your arms and you think about that baby that you carried and then you aborted, like, I don't know, maybe it doesn't bother some people, but I just think, like, we don't know because no one cares about the woman enough to think about. It's like all these people that are out there screaming for the woman's rights and saying pro-choice don't seem to care anymore about the woman a lot of times. It's like a political thing, but they don't care about the woman because if we did... We would love and nurture moms in our society to where they don't feel like they have to have abortions as much. I just feel like a lot of it is because we don't support women. We don't we don't care for women. Well, I personally don't know anybody that I would say is pro-choice and also isn't um, a supporter of social programs and better wages. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it seems like all the people I know that are pro-choice also line up with most other things on the left like we need better health care and like mm -hmm. how can you ask a woman to give birth to a child when it cost eight thousand dollars to give birth like mm -hmm. you know what i mean they're advocates for all of those things mm -hmm. i just think at a certain point people have become so disgusted and angry because they're like you're literally trying to write laws that control another an, another organ inside of somebody mm -hmm. you know what i mean and, and i mean if you look at the <clears throat> the the physical like biological factor of that um, you know, men can impregnate as many women as they want in a year. Mm -hmm. A woman can only give birth once a year. Mm -hmm. So why are we not worried more about like the men? The men. Well, that's like, what they say. You fix a stray cat, you'll save half the neighborhood. There you go. So what the fuck is that? Like, well, actually, vasectomies are. It on disgusts the rise, me too you know? that I mean, like, like men are men are not. People get so fucking freaked out and they're like, "Oh, you don't take birth control?" And I'm like, "No, nah, I mean, maybe call me a fucking kook because I do trust doctors and shit." I believe it. They say it's safe. They, you know, whatever. But I'm just like, it's just not for me. It's just, I'm no, not because, arguing. Yeah. I'm never going to tell anybody that birth control is not safe. It's just, in, I my, would. <laughs> in my opinion, that shit is not natural. No. It's right. not for me. I'm no. good. No. I've managed to, to be 26 <clears throat> years of my life without, you know, having a child mm -hmm. or, or, you know, becoming pregnant at all mm -hmm. i'm doing pretty all right I, th I think i'm just gonna stick to the methods that i'm using i'm not right. i'm not gonna take that shit like i'm good yeah. i'm good on that <laughs> yeah so um after i heard a supposed christian person basically making the argument that border babies should be starved to death and um someone said something about well, why not bring in formula from another country and of course his response to that was we don't want no formula for our babies coming from no other place in the world like of course, because America is the only safe country to make anything, right? Fucking whack. I mean... Fucking whack. So, I was sitting there, like, steaming. They're gonna feed them... <clears throat> we gotta have American formula for our babies. American so babies the, need American formula. So, when they turn three, <clears throat> we can put imported soda pop in their, <laughs> in their sippy cups. Like, what the fuck are you even talking about? No, you know why American We babies can give them vegetables with <laughs> made with genetically modified ingredients that's what the plan is you know when they said american formula for american babies because that foreign formula gotta get that we gotta get that's that the plan oh it's a foreign the plan. formula it's the plan okay. i would just like to know so like i'm not religious but this is what i felt the need because i wanted to say so much stuff on facebook and i was like no don't do it don't do it so whenever that happens i always end up quoting the bible tone it down a bit 
tone it down a bit. You're British. <laughs> okay. So I put, but if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. John 3, 17, 18. Now, all these Christians will be running around through John 3, 16, which we all know is for God so loved the world and gave his only begotten son. We all know John 3, 16, right? No. Well, that's the one for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whoever believed in him shall have everlasting life. You know, oh. ever heard that before? No. Okay. So, um... <laughs> I was religious before I had you, okay? But, um, no, but I'm just like, all the time when I hear these people, and I'm not religious, but I always said, living by the words of Jesus, if everybody lived in the world by the words of Jesus, we would live in a utopia, in a socialist utopia. utopia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. Jesus was about love and forgiveness and acceptance and helping others and the only people he beat with a stick and drove out of the temple were fraudulent scammers. Right. Like Tucker Carlson. Well, and I mean, America runs on a whole system of capitalism, which is literally motivated by greed. Right. And, you know, aren't those all those things? Sin, greed, gluttony, like. Yes. You know. The seven deadly sins. There you go. It reminds Brad me. Pitt made it What's in the box? <laughs> What's in the fucking box? It ain't baby forming a bitch. <laughs> Okay, so, okay, now moving on to the other thing that I kind of want to talk about today is, um, you know, and I've touched on this before, so I'm sorry if I'm crying on it, but I, I, I'm very interested in the Third Reich. I'm, I'm tremendous, wow. tremendously interested in it. Took a sharp Reich turn there, didn't right you? Right turn. <laughs> yes, that's a very good, that was a very good pun. Um, because it's a fascinating psychological time in history. Because I was always told that the German people didn't really know what Hitler was doing. That was the common, that was the problem. Are we the baddies? That was the after the war propaganda. Have you seen that video? No. It's done by these uh, British comedians. It's a little sketch. And the one, you know, Nazi soldier says to the other one, he's like, have you ever like looked at our uniforms? Like we got skulls on our uniforms. <laughs> have you ever like noticed that? It's kind of like we're the villains. And he's like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And he's like. Are are we the baddies? <laughs> I've never seen that. Oh, it just shows it's hysterical. That's crazy. Yeah, but um, you know, and and I've I've read so much about it, like Hitler's charismatic power, and you know how he he rose to to be what he was, and how he managed to kill like millions and millions of people. Like it's phenomenal in a horrific way, and so I guess I just can't get enough reading about it. Um. But this documentary that I watched was called The Rise of the of the Third Reich. And, um, you know, we, we say all the time, like, the right wing is kind of, um, you know, <laughs> becoming like the Nazis. But it's actually kind of scary how many similarities there are between today's Republican Party and the Nazi regime. And this documentary was made a year ago. It was put on YouTube a year ago. I don't know the exact date that it was made. But um, some of the things that I noted from it was that Joseph Goebbels, who was the propaganda minister for the Third Reich, knew that propaganda was effect more effective if it was <clears throat> put into an entertaining form. 
So he made like entertainment surrounding propaganda, pro-Nazi propaganda, anti-Jewish propaganda, like making fun of things. And I think like America has always done that. Right. Like it's it's almost like um, Fox News is entertainment. It's hate entertainment. You know, it's not really news. When, when Tucker Carlson is telling you, you his theories or his ideas or his baseless claims, his opinions, that's not, that's not news. It's, it's entertainment. And so um, I thought that was interesting. And then another point that I wanted to, to note was that prior to the rise of the, the Third Reich, many of the um, big Nazis like uh, Martin Bormann, um, he was one of Hitler's right-hand hand men. Uh, he was part of a group of, like, thugs that went around and, like, beat up people. And they beat this one guy to death. And the crime was investigated. And they some of the people went to jail over it. But they got really light sentences. And when you were talking about, like, the white supremacy here, why it seems like this stuff keeps happening and... You know, it's almost like we're allowing it to happen. Like when Hitler was sentenced to prison, the the judges that sentenced him to to jail were kind of they were kind of sympathetic to the Nazi movement. So it's like, well, we're gonna give you some jail time, but you know, the fact that you tried to overthrow the government, eh? It's like the January sixth thing. So, yeah, which again, I know <clears throat> I, I probably say this all the time. I don't know if I've said it on the show, but I know I say it all the time. Um, people argue about the their favorite Marvel superhero. Mm-hmm. And forever, my favorite Marvel superhero will always be Captain America. Because, like, Captain America beat Nazi ass, and there was none of that bullshit. Captain America would have never let Nazis enter America. Right. We don't give a shit what knowledge you have, or what you can do, or if you're sorry. Like, go fuck yourself. You're a fucking right. Nazi. No way. No Red Skulls here. <laughs> I'm like, that's some true American shit. That's the America we could have been, but chose not to be because we're fucking evil. Right, and so the fact that the Nazis who were arrested for these these crimes were, um, you know, they could tell the vibe that they got from their, you know, jailers, the, from the courts and stuff. And so they, they felt zero remorse whatsoever. It's almost like, well, I have to put you in jail, but we know why you did it. And so Hitler, <clears throat> when he went to jail... You know, before he went to jail, it was kind of like he believed he was a big inspiration for the Nazi movement. But as he sat in prison, he came to this conclusion that he wasn't an inspiration for the movement. He was the movement. He was the messiah of the Nazi regime. He was going to bring back the Thousand Year Reich or whatever. So, um... He had, like, this transformative experience in jail. That's where he wrote Mein Kampf. And then he gets out of jail, and there's a ban on his speech. He's not allowed to go around making speeches. And this reminded me of Donald Trump being kicked off Twitter. And so you had this whole entire country who, after World War I, was feeling humiliated. And, like, everybody was looking at Germany like the, the ugly stepchild of Europe and the German people were just kind of like, they had horrible economic problems also because they were expected to pay back war debt. And um, America tried to help, if you want to call it help, by by loaning them money <laughs> to pay back France and Britain. And then they were going to pay us back. And, of course, we'd make money off them paying us back. 
But what happened was the stock market crashed, right? So the stock market crash was bad here, but it was it happened in super fast speed in Germany because our money was literally holding up their country. So as soon as the stock market crashed, all of the businesses that were like, yeah, we'll finance these loans to help Germany rip the carpet out from under them. Inflation immediately skyrocketed. If you remember, there were there's pictures out there of, of Germans like burning their money for heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so under all of this economic depression and anger, seething anger, humiliation, all this stuff, you get this guy who's very charismatic telling you, I'm going to make Germany great again. I'm going to bring, I'm going to restore the pride of Germany. Germany's going to be first in Europe, not last. And I just think, <clears throat> I hear so many echoes. I know of, it's like, funny. Trump like, yeah, when people that. are like, you know, Trump says, make America great again. That's something, you know, that Reagan said. And I'm like, it's also something that sounds like something somebody else said. If you know right. what I mean? Like, and, and the fact that, like, they're, I don't know, we've talked about this before too, but like the, uh, the t shirts and the hats, like the matching, like that's some brown shirt shit, man. Mm hmm. Why mm-hmm. do y'all got to match? That is such a fucking cult thing. I don't know anybody on the left that's like, hey, let's all wear the same thing. Yeah, no. To show that we're here together. And it's like, right. y'all are fucking strange. Like, that is right. some weird shit. Right. If, if your group requires you or, like, expects you or if you feel part of something just because you're wearing the same clothes, like, you, you should probably look into what the fuck's going on there. Like, yep, that's some weird shit. That's <clears> some, like... <throat> Nazi shit, some clan shit. Like look some at all cult the shit. Yeah, like, look right. at all the people that wear matching outfits. If you ain't on like a sports team or <laughs> you're not a cheerleader or something. But they are a team. That's what they want to tell you. Like, I would be all... rethinking that. Yeah. Well it takes real it takes real courage to be different and to stand out and oppose somebody's eye. A bunch of people around you all agree and you're gonna be the one voice that stands out in the crowd. That's the harder person to be, not the person that goes under peer pressure, right? So you know, and, and as I said, when Hitler came out of prison and he felt like he was the Messiah of the movement, his people, his followers, like they felt that. So they kind of took it took on almost like a quasi religious thing. Like when they went to see Hitler, like people were just transfixed by him, you know. And I mean, looking back in history, it's like, what the he's an evil fuck. Like what the but to them he was hope. He was, he was, our country's going to come back and be something great. Kind of the same way the MAGA crowd is. What they see in Trump. They don't see a corrupt individual. They see someone who supports them and their pride and their, uh, you know, nationalism. So the other part of it reminded me of Putin because it was talking about how when Hitler wanted to invade Czechoslovakia, <clears throat> the southern part of Czechoslovakia was German-speaking people, and they were ethnically German. So it's like, yeah, it's Czechoslovakia, but like in Hitler's mind, in the German people's mind, there were Germans living there, and they wanted to be part of Germany. So this wasn't like an invasion. This was like bringing these people home. And that's kind of what Putin claimed about Crimea when he evaded Crimea was that the people there were ethnically Russian. They spoke Russian. <clears throat> and they wanted to be part of Russia again. So he invades there, right? But just like Hitler, once he got part of Czechoslovakia, he goes ahead and takes the rest of it. And it's like, Putin, that's what Putin's doing now. He's like, well, I got, I got Crimea, and everybody settled down about that after a while, so now I'm just going to go ahead and take the rest of the country. 
I mean, you can see these like repeating patterns in history. And there have to be people alive that are older than me that are like, hold up a second. I've seen this shit before. <laughs> and um, there were a couple times where the, you know, Nazi party, once they started to suffer some serious, <clears throat> you know, uh, hurt from Hitler's continued expansion, he started to lose some popularity. And they said, you know, if he just would have stopped when he was one ahead, the Nazis might have, they might have remained in power and, you know, gone on to control the country for decades. But he just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it to the point of failure. And I don't know what Putin's point of failure is, but it feels like he's going to be reaching it sometime soon in Ukraine. I hope so. But um, the other thing that reminded me of the Republican Party in, 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 in the Nazi regime is that they had no they had no policies. It was all based on grievance, people being angry, people being humiliated, people having these bad emotional feelings. And you get a very charismatic person <clears throat> who's giving you good feelings in place of those bad feelings. And it's like you get a dopamine rush out of it, and you get addicted to it. And it's like when people listen to Matt Getz or Marjorie Taylor Greene, I feel like that's what they're getting because there's no what are they doing in office? What substantial things are they doing to make people's lives better? Like, what policies are they passing? It's all anti, anti-trans, anti-immigrant. Yes, right. I was just thinking this the other day because, um, you know, you're talking about propaganda and, you know, making things uh, entertainment. And no joke, we live in a red state, so when we get mailers for these local elections, like the ones we just had, the, oh. the primaries, we don't even get uh, a Democrat one and a Republican one anymore we just get two republican ones and it's the regular republican versus the trumplican yes. so uh i got one that was like david mckinley is not supported by donald trump he's the pussy beta republican like basically <laughs> and then the other one that was sent out was like alex mooney is a swamp monster like no joke i'm not even over exaggerating that part there was like a photoshopped picture of him and they called him like a swamp swamp thing wow. or something and uh, which, oh, I'm, I guess it's just now dawning on me that like during the swamp, maybe that's the joke they're trying to make there. Yeah. I don't fucking know. <clears throat> what the fuck am I looking at? Zero mention of like, if you elect me, I will vote for this. And like nothing. None no. of that. Fucking not a shred no. of it. So then I was like, what the fuck even is the Republican Party anymore? Because I really don't know. I mean, I think the same thing about Democrats, because I look at the DNC and like when the Democrats were running, like for who was going to be president, they were speaking and. They basically all had the same ideas, um, minus Biden, who actually, you know, became president, because they were all like, we want to work towards universal health care. Biden was like the only one that didn't. Mm -hmm. And of course, he gets elected. Um, otherwise, Democrats are just like playing defense, which is what they always do. Mm -hmm. They don't fucking mm -hmm. do anything no. but play defense. Yep. They're just like, we have to protect LGBT rights. And I'm like, okay, for how fucking long? Because we got that shit passed now. Like, when can we do something else? Mm -hmm. We're just forever. Don't ever think about free health care because we just have to make sure that Roe v. Wade and gay marriage stays put where it is. Which yeah. is not that those things aren't important, but can we fucking do something else? Mm -hmm. I mean, good God, when did Obama when did Obama make gay marriage legal <clears throat> in all 50 states? Like 2009? Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. It's over 10 years ago. Like, yeah. So I go to the GOP's website, right? Mm -hmm. And I go to their About Our Party page, which makes me laugh because there are five pictures 
before there's like anything. Wait, can I guess what they are? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Deregulation. No, no. I mean, they're pictures of people. Oh, people. Okay. I, I don't know. Okay. So the first picture is of two black gentlemen. The second picture is of, um, I would say, a Latino or Filipino man in an army uh, get up like a uh, camo, you know, like military suit. Uh, the third one is of a white woman hanging a Christmas bulb on a tree. The fourth one is of another white woman with an American flag vest on with a thumbs up and a crowd of people holding American flags wearing red hats. And the last one is of, um, looks like maybe a Vietnamese man next to a white woman. <clears throat> there is not a single photo of a white male on this page. Okay. And I'm like, it is your largest voting demographic yeah. and you are skirting around it so fucking hard. So that was funny. Um, but no, but no, let's, there's another interesting so thing about when that. When you continue to scroll down on their page and you look at like what what's on here, there's so many fucking news articles of like, I don't know, they're, they're approved pre- press releases, I guess they call them. Mm-hmm. Um, RNC statement on Biden's latest border record, like RNC statement on Joe Biden's 30, 30, 53rd vacation. Um, let's see what else is on here. This is just all on like the, the front page. RNC statement on Biden's fundraiser in Chicago. RNC statement on Democrats abortion bill for all act. Like there's not a single, there's not a single release here that says, here's, here's what, what we're, we're doing. doing. Yep. Exactly. Not a single fucking one. There is more shit about what Joe Biden's doing on her, what Democrats are doing. What they're doing is attacking. That's what they do. They nothing. attack. Nothing. Nothing coming. the demographic, I wanted to say about that, because as you were reading those off, here's the, here's the important thing. You can be a person of color if you're in a uniform, first of all. You can be a dude, a soldier of any color. That's allowed. Because white veterans would be like, he served his country. I might not hang out with him, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I might not hang out with that guy, but he's wearing a uniform. But well, they weren't where's saying the that black when they, women? They weren't saying that when they came back from, you know, Vietnam, and they were like, hey, remember when we promised you guys that we would help you get houses? Yeah, not the black ones. Yeah, right. So, I mean, where's the black women? Not fucking there. Where's I the mean, Latino women? Yeah, women, yeah, no. Where's Col- the Asian women? Yeah, no, yeah. No. Ethnic mm-hmm. women are not... Uh, Exactly. Minority women, I should because say. Because women shouldn't be in the military. So they can't show a woman in... They don't really encourage that very much. Women in the military? Know, no. They're supposed to be home raising babies. Women shouldn't be in the military. Come on. <laughs> they want those gender roles very clearly defined. And plus, you know, you should be at home having babies because we have a domestic shortage of infants. Fucking whack. It's just whack. So we popping them babies out, bitches. Yeah, women shouldn't be in the military. That's a man's place. Their whole fucking website. Nothing. Nothing on it to to understand it all. And then, like, if you keep scrolling, there's eventually, like, one paragraph where they say that uh, conservatives are for um, traditional American family values. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, in the year... 2022 what is tradition an american traditional family value because i don't think that anybody in my generation or your generation remembers a time well maybe yours 
where dad could go to work and make a living good enough that mom could stay home mm-hmm. and raise kids with mm-hmm. a white picket fence and a Didn't a happen. nice drivable vehicle mm-hmm. like not unless you count 80s where reagan expanded the use of credit cards because he was bankrupt in the country right so i'm just like where is this american family traditional value like maybe you should start right here at home and you should make the economy in a way where a man can make such a good wage that his woman can stay home and raise her kids. Mm-hmm. But they don't fucking start there. Like, no. they're just not. I mean, I just I'm really trying to see <clears throat> how they inspire people. And I'm trying to picture that stereotypical 1950s like boomer dream where dad works at the factory, makes a great wage mom stays home and raises the two kids of the golden retriever in the white picket fence house you know what i mean but i'm like houses are unaffordable mm-hmm. wages are stagnant right. education is not encouraged or basically affordable for anyone mm-hmm. like there are no two-parent homes that you know want where one parent stays home that mm-hmm. shit just doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. what are you doing to fix those problems to support our traditional american family nothing. value like fucking nothing. they're just shaming everybody who doesn't fit the mold and listen the reason they we can, can't have gay marriage because that's not America's the family can, values. The but. reason they can perpetuate that whole nonsense is because all the people who support the quote traditional family are boomers who are retired now, living on Social Security. I was saying that the other day. You know, not to not to sound like <clears throat> uh, I mean this in the least shitty way possible. I do because I do. I mean, again, I know some boomers who are you know like Woodstock boomers, like mm-hmm. they're they're fucking cool. Um, so I'm not. I don't want to like you know. But when the boomer generation dies off and is gone, um, I mean, and maybe it's just because of the age that they're at in our in our society, but they don't have anything good to offer the system as a whole anymore. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking this the other day because I've heard from several people in the past couple of months where we hear this like, no one wants to work bullshit. Um, that people of that age group that spit that shit, no one wants to work are oftentimes in these positions, but it happens everywhere. Somebody who is a of older or a boomer position has worked somewhere so long that they have better wages from other than the other people that are getting hired. They have less knowledge and education, and they're like the worst person to deal with, like socially. Mm-hmm. And I fucking see this shit all the time, and it's like, oh, well, we can't fire old Bob. He's been here for 25 years. And it's like, yes, you fucking can, because if anybody that you hired, you know, right now did the shit that he's doing... Mm-hmm. treated people the way he's treating people you'd fucking fire him who cares if he's been here 25 years mm-hmm. shit's not allowed you can't talk to people like that mm-hmm. and in the same way old bob didn't have to fill out an application if you ask old bob to fill out an application that i had to fill out first of all he probably couldn't figure out how to do it and secondly he would have no qualifications that i had to have to get this job mm-hmm. and he makes more money than me mm-hmm. so i'm just like when that generation of people is gone you know, because your generation of people did have to start having skills if they wanted to get a job somewhere. Mm-hmm. And my generation's got it even worse. Mm-hmm. Like, you better check every fucking box <clears throat> or we're not going to hire you. And even when we do hire you, we're not going to pay you shit. Well, you know, another thing, too, that's really funny is I'm talking about, like, the the uh, reduction of the size of the family, right? Um, how families are shrinking in America. Shocker. Well, I wonder why. How many generations did you have to tell pe- tell people, don't have kids if you can't afford them? Right. That was a big mantra of the right wing. Don't have kids if you can't afford them. Um, and you got you got to work. So both people have to work. So who's going to be with these kids? They hate daycare because it's socialism. 
They don't want some daycare raising their baby. They want the mama raising the baby. But like you said, they created this system economically. Well, and I'm just thinking what a relief it's going to be on workforces as a whole when we can get rid of these ineffective, um, you know, just not as good employees mm-hmm. that have higher wages than everybody mm-hmm. else because they, now they have seniority. But now it's flipped over too. Though. But if you get, of- get them out of the workforce and mm-hmm. replace them, you know what I mean? Like, imagine the space that boomers who do not have the knowledge that a Gen X or um, Gen Y have mm-hmm. taking up space in the employment world when they're fucking gone. Well, why don't they want to retire? Like, and I hear all the that, time. Like, again, when, they're, when their generation is gone, I mean, we're, I'm not going to fucking ever see Social Security. I'll be glad, you know, when the day we're just like, all right, we can just stop doing that. We can just stop paying into that shit because, like, I mean... Why am I paying for that? I already well, fucking you know. know it's I'm funny. never, never going to get that The shit. same guy who was talking about the babies on the border, like he went on for a while. Um, unfortunately, it was not, I was at my place at work and he was a customer, so I couldn't really like, you know, voice my opinion. But um, he was also saying about Social Security that he didn't want young people to get it because they didn't need to get money that he paid into it because he paid into it his whole life. And I'm thinking, bitch, where do you, what do you think comes out of my paycheck every day? Right. It, no, they don't. They don't think the that. The only people who got Social Security who didn't pay into it were the very first people who fucking got it. Right. Which might have been your parents. But everybody's been paying into it for decades now. So there's nobody younger than you taking it who didn't pay into it. Right. Like, where does that shit even come That's from? That's where millennials should start. You know, we hear boomers that are like, oh, well, my tax dollars got to go to pay for those food oh stamps. God. I'm going to be like, well, my tax dollars got to go to pay for your fucking old ass to stay alive. Like, I'm never going <laughs> to see Social Security. <laughs> Fuck that. Oh, like, God. No, I just think about that, though. I mean, again, not to talk about like, oh, let's genocide a whole generation. I'm not I'm not saying that at all whatsoever. But, you know, just as time goes on and the nature of things well and, and boomers are less and less yeah i mean can you imagine how first of all the workforce is going to change yeah. um voting demographics oh my god are going to be fucking baby massively have, they've all that they are all that has mattered right and not only has their voting block been like they're the only group anyone has cared about but the policies that got enacted while they were the voting block all benefited them well and just as time goes on i mean they're naturally is less and less ignorance by choice i mean we have the age of the internet which has thrown a wrench in it obviously because there are a lot of people but you see more people in the boomer and um you know gen x groups that are willing to believe that fake ass bullshit as opposed to a millennial that's like yeah we understand how facebook works that's a fucking meme that's not the news you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. you still have some of them Mm -hmm. who like fall into that shit but i'm just like as time progresses Mm -hmm. and people are more aware mm-hmm. of like hey facebook isn't news we know that we grew up with this it's social media right there'll be there'll be less impact and, and i think this is too i say i've said this before but i think <clears> that's <throat> why they're trying to radicalize i mean the boomers are already radicalized but i'm thinking that this conservative party and all the shit the propaganda the shit that they're yes. is trying to radicalize Young your generation people, yeah. well my generation because yeah. you guys are getting older and they're like let's grab these people up who mm-hmm. are becoming to the age of retirement right but and we you know but what my I mean? generation though but my generation demographically is kind of even to yours Mm -hmm. it's the boomers are on they weigh out the rest and because they're the most consistent voters young people don't fucking vote like i've asked a lot of young people that they vote and they're like no i don't vote and i'm like why don't you vote like well i mean i don't is ahead of you like 
everything that happens is going to affect you more than anyone else. Why don't you? And they're like, well, I don't really know enough about it to vote. I feel like it'd be irresponsible to vote if I don't know what the people. And I'm like, do you know how you feel about things? Do you know what how you feel about your life, your job, your health insurance, or lack thereof, how your kids go to school? Well, if Democrats would focus on things like that, like, hey, our, our voter base is younger and a yes. lot of them don't vote because they don't really know what they're voting yes, for. Maybe them. instead of talking about uh, ABC complicated, we could just say plain and simple. We're going to vote for <clears throat> this bill that would give you health insurance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Step one, step two. This is what we want to do. Mm-hmm. Nothing in between. Stop making it so fucking complicated. Yeah. I, I mean, but that's the problem is no politician is up front because they really don't no, want to do any of that. None of them on right, either side. Yeah. So like the da- January 6th thing, I think but what I they're doing encourage- is dragging I- it out to the midterm so that when they lose the Congress, they can say, well, we were going to do it. Right. And I don't blame people who don't want to vote in presidential elections because I get it, especially if you live in like a state that swings real hard one way because, you know, your fucking vote doesn't matter. But what I do think is important is we just had a primaries election here. Mm-hmm. That shit is important because you know who was running on one of our local elections? Ron Scott. Yeah. For school board. The school wow. board that just tried to pull Martin Luther King and Ruby Bridges books. You know what I mean? So it's like, while you may be, you know what I mean? Local people need to vote for shit like that. Because if you're one of the people that were like outraged at the fucking school board taking orders from a church, which, you know, all can confirm that, all but can confirm that, uh, if you were upset about that, then you should have been there that day. The primary is fucking Mm -hmm. voting for people like him to be on the school board because he's not going to let that shit happen. Right. But you weren't because it's not a presidential election. So who fucking cares? And then you won't vote in that either because you say it doesn't matter. Yeah, both sides have issues with that. Yeah, it's infuriating. I mean, I, I get not caring about things on a, a federal level because you just feel like, fuck it, nothing in Washington's ever going to change. Mm-hmm. But, like, shit in your community can. Mm-hmm. I, I try to tell people that. Even <clears throat> our councilman. Just the difference that I've seen in, in the six or seven years I've lived over here from the last councilman we had to this one mm-hmm. is fucking insane how the difference is. We've mm-hmm. had so many houses torn down. Streets are repaired. Street lights get fixed. There's an app where you can report, hey, this is broken. This pothole needs mm-hmm. to fill. So much fucking shit that he's Engagement. gotten accomplished. Engagement. People in the community talk to each other. We're having like right. yearly yard sales as a community. Like shit in your, that you do in your community fucking matters. Mm-hmm. So at least vote in those elections. Right. I mean... And I also want to say, too, like, and I've talked about this before, like, the Sesame Street effect. Because the boomer generation, like, when I was growing up in the 70s, like, Sesame Street and Electric Company and all those, like, kids program of PBS, public broadcasting, which my parents said was communist. At some point, they decided it was communist. But, you know, they would show kids of all different ethnic backgrounds together. Like, there was a problem. Everybody was helping each other. We'd solve things together. Like, that's a foreign element among a certain um, demographic of uh, of the boomer but it's not all boomers but it's like <clears throat> they're um kind of like me against you like uh you know white middle class america against the welfare queens and the immigrants and it's like they set up this it's us against them there's never enough to go around so we got to compete for baby formula like it's either me or you it's cutthroat it's all that plus it blows my mind too because i would i would challenge anybody like i was just in marshall county and like every fucking house has a trump flag on it i would challenge any of them to drive down to the dhhr and just sit in the waiting room and look at who's getting in line to fill out applications for food stamps Well, you know it's got to be white people because we're mostly made up of white people that's what i'm saying so who the fuck are you mad at? Your neighbor with the Trump flag hanging on their trailer that's feeding their babies with food? That's who you're mad at? 
Yeah. It's the guy that's fucking voting behind you. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's all manufactured. It's really a lot of it's manufactured. And I just think, like, the difference between my generation and, like, my parents' generation is is the Sesame Street effect that I think a lot of us tend to want to help each other through a problem, like, develop more cohesiveness as opposed to, like, com- competitiveness and your generation is even more like that. Like, if you throw a bunch of really young people into a situation, like, they're not thinking, how can I get this, get one over on this guy so I can be top dog? Like, you're all, like, going to work to probably, I mean, that's that's my perception of it anyways. Maybe I'm just full of shit, but I feel like the younger you look at, like, the mindset of younger people is more collaborative and a lot of that's probably the workforce environment. It's more technological, like you said. It's more, you know, you figured out that if you got 10 people in a room, there's 10 actual human resources. Everybody's got a different perspective on it. You bring what you got to the table, and you're going to get a better outcome than if you're cutting each other's throats and only one person's idea is going to win in the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know what else is weird that I, I think I have I see with millennial generation that I don't notice with you or or the boomer generation is that we don't have that keeping up with the joneses mentality mm-hmm. i mean maybe i just that's mm-hmm. my perception because we live in west virginia and it's a poor state mm-hmm. so it's like but i i don't know anyone that's like oh jim got a new truck so i went out and bought you know what i mean like i just yeah. don't see that at all no. you know and i i see it with older generations like <clears throat> Oh, so and so got a bike, and then so my dad ran out and he bought himself a motorcycle because yeah. he wanted to join the club and blah blah. blah. Like I see that, but I'm yeah. like, all my friends and their friends and their friends, there's just none of that. Like, oh, did you hear so and so got a house and you know, Woodsdale? Oh no, that's great, good for them. What are they doing now? Like it's just like, holy shit, they made it out. Good for fucking them. Yeah, good for them. Like there's no uh, fuck that guy. I can do. You know what I mean? I just don't. I don't see any of that. Yeah, at all. Well, there's maybe a we're too busy because all of our anger's like focused on boomers. Like, man, That's I went true. to work today and that fucking asshole, Jim, <laughs> 65 years old. What are you going to do when Jim's not there to beat on anymore? That's my question. I don't know. I don't fucking know. You're going to have to look in the mirror, bitch. <laughs> well, I work for myself now, so. Oh, that's good. You know, I don't got to worry about it, but it's just fucking wild. Yeah. I think that's why all the TV shows are really, like, focusing on competitiveness, like the Survivor shows and all the singing competition shows and all the competing chef shows competing to who can make the best knife i mean every show is about only one person can be the best in the end and it's like are they trying to make your generation think like the boomers like you got to slit somebody's throat and be the top dog because i just don't see it i just don't see it and there was a commercial on tv for um what is it it's like where you buy like second hand like gucci and i don't even see like that i mean right now in the past couple of months, I've been so swamped with work, and I've been I've been saying that, but I haven't really gone into detail about it. I won't because we're like out of time here. But um, I'm in a collectibles market. It's, it's small, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. I'm selling uh, like dead media, like VHS tapes and mm-hmm. stuff. It's a small market right now, mm-hmm. especially for used stuff, like mm-hmm. sealed stuff. Bigger market, used stuff, smaller market. And then you take it down another level where I'm just selling it on one specific app called Whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's a tiny, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. there's probably 10 other people that sell it on there. And I frequently go onto their streams and like, if it's slow, I'll buy something or like just talk in the chat and try to like, you know, be, and it's funny because I see people who sell video games doing it for other people who sell video games. Like it's a community of people. Right. There's not sellers like, well, that guy fucking sucks or my stuff's better than his or yeah. there's none of that. 
they're literally all just supporting each other. They're like, we're not going to compete for customers. Like, whoever's got the good stuff, when the best will win. Right. Whatever. Right. And maybe all of us will get business from these people. Like, it doesn't matter. We're, just, we're not going to shit on what's each other. The, what's the um, website where you go on and you buy, like, used high-end clothes? I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember what yeah. it's called. Well, there was a commercial for that on, which is funny. But these people were all, like, strutting around in these, like, super expensive sunglasses and all these clothes and high heel shoes that probably cost, like, you know, the $10,000 new and you could buy it on this used site or whatever. And all the people there are, like, at a party and they're, like, mosey. And I'm thinking to myself, thank God. I have never gone to a party where I got to know what kind of watch somebody has on and how much it's worth. That's funny. I've, I've never thought of like that. Like, how shallow of a life do you have if Does you have to go to a... live like that, though? Yes. Do there people, are people that do that. Do people get in rooms of parties like that where they're... And be like, oh, look, at that's the newest such and such watch. You know how much so that watch is? weird. Look at those shoes she's wearing. Oh, my God. Those just came out. Those are... That's whatever. not. I even don't even real know life. the brand names. I feel like Gucci's like the only thing I can think of. That's not even real. Versace life. is that like a brand? <laughs> I mean, it's. I don't know what your life is like that. that you care. I literally can't even picture that. I know. Anyway, That's fucking whack. It is. It's crazy. But no, keep up with the Jones has never been like that. Yeah. No, I don't see that. I don't see that. Maybe it's because most millennials are fucking poor still, so we just can't do that. Yeah. So we just choose to get along. I don't know. Yeah. No, we're kind of opposite though. Like my neighbor has a pool. And we had a pool last year, but our pool broke, so we got a different pool this year. And we got one that was deep enough so that Layla could try to learn to swim in it. And so we got a deeper, bigger one. And, like, he's put up the same old pool from last year. And I and I feel, like, weird because I'm, like, you know, I'm, I'm, like, not trying to out, out, like, out better your pool or anything. Like, if anything, it's not, like, oh, look, my pool's better than your pool. It's, like, I feel bad. Like, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that. Well, is, is your old pool better than the pool they have? Yeah, but it's broken. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he did. He gave me a pool. When he got a bigger pool, he gave me the other pool that he had. Like, yeah, we do that. Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, for sure. That's how it always should be. Helping your neighbors and shit. But anyway, um, yeah, what a bunch of whack-ass shit that's been going on. Sorry we've been MIA. Actually, I'm not sorry at all. Fuck all that mess. I'm going to continue <laughs> to avoid Facebook and shit. I'm going to look at the news once a week and come and talk about it with you guys. But and, you uh, will know if there's it. been some really hateful, nasty, uh, misinformed, ill shit said in front of me because I'm going to be quoting Jesus on my Facebook. Because <laughs> that's all I can do. Because, like, they profess to believe are, in that. You are officially a Facebook mom. <laughs> so, like, they profess to believe in Jesus. So I'm not going to attack you. Just, you. you I'm just, not going to attack you with my words. You I'm just checked off words. one more box on Drew's uh, typical white mom list. White mom list? Yeah, because I told her on Mother's Day we were making soaps and candles, and she's like, oh, that's an incredibly white woman thing to do. Good for you guys. And I was like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> Black women can't make soap? What are you talking about? <laughs> I just fucking good. She's like, did you guys go get Starbucks afterwards? <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck yourself, wow. Drew. She's stereotyping us <laughs> bad, man. Yeah, it was good. Jeez. It was good. It was good. White trash wench. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask her when's the last time she's seen a bar of soup. Tell her to come to my house. I'll give her some. <laughs> oh shit, guys, we're over time. But hopefully, it won't be so long before we come back and speak to you again. Um, it's just it's summer, and we have like three months of nice weather in West Virginia. So. Yeah. Um, we're out there trying to suck up all the serotonin we can for yeah, you know, a long, shitty winter. Working class stiffs. It is what it is. Yeah. Well, this is Juke signing off. And this is Mick signing off.